I am Jeff Luther and the host of your new favorite podcast, The Inspector Alliance. This is where we'll peel back the curtain and get behind successful service industry businesses to see just what makes them tick. We're going to focus around the home inspection business. That's what I've built. I've owned it for a little over 20 years now. But we'll also include other service businesses that might parallel ours so we can learn more. But the more we know, the better off we are, right? All right, so we got another great episode of the Inspector Alliance this week, and uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a guest accompany us, Tom Lloyd. Um, Tom, Tom, how long have you been with Home Pro? Uh, coming up on six years next month. Okay. Um, wow, feels like feels like just yesterday. Yeah, it does. <laughs> sure does. Um, but you've been in the industry now, now you were with, uh, you've been doing home inspections for a while prior to coming on board with us, right? I worked for another company for another couple of years, uh, prior to, to, uh, coming here. Um, we used to, I used to do, uh, HUD inspections. I'm, uh, I'm also a real estate licensed real estate broker. We had a, a HUD contract. Um, so I did a lot of HUD, uh, inspections, not quite as in depth as what we do today, but, uh, I've, I've been, I've been inspecting homes for pretty much all my adult life in one format or another. Yeah. And, uh, and your family actually owned a, a real estate company, right? Yep. I grew up in the real estate industry. Uh, I was hiding under desks. Um, when, when customers would come in, I, that was, that was, that's where I went was hide under the desks while they handled the business. Usually got in trouble cause I was always yeah. banging into the desk and playing with my cars and <laughs> And sometimes you still wish you could hide under a desk, right? Oh, every day. I know I do. <laughs> every day. <laughs> All right. So we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to prove or disprove my theory of uh, the the home inspector. And um, I I sometimes will say that the more you know, the worse off you are, because the home inspection is uh, home inspection is difficult. And it's, you know, you're always learning. Um, and and I'll explain it this way. You learn things that change in the profession. Um, and then sometimes you become less valuable as an inspector. Now we're, we're bringing things up that no one knew about. Uh, we're doing it in the, in the process of a transaction, a real estate transaction. It was fine when the house was sold to the folks that are selling it now. And now there's something that needs to be adjusted um, fixed, repaired, or addressed when they're, when they're on the way out of the house selling it. Um, so sometimes the more, you know, the worse off you are, right? Yeah, there you go. Everything's, everything's three to five to 10 years older when they sell it than when they bought it, but it, it was working fine when they bought it. So. Yeah. It's like the people that, uh, you know, the people that don't see your kids for four or five years and they show up and like, Oh my gosh, look how big he is. No bigger than he was yesterday. Right. <laughs> the gradual, the gradual change people don't notice. Um, right. So this brings up a good one for me. It's uh, it's problem building products. The, the challenge is, um, well, it's working fine or it looks fine to me. And, you know, that, that's a familiar phrase when we're dealing with problem building products. Or, you know, for, like for me, when uh, when I was doing inspections, one of the worst things in the world was you find a, a roof, for example, that is like, I mean, no granules left on it, truly 
on its actual deathbed yep. and the root and you can't find a leak anywhere. Yep. And what does the seller say? It's fine. Nothing wrong. No leak. I've, I've had, yeah. I've had this 20 year roof for 35 years. I haven't had a single problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so even the best materials deteriorate. They require replacement over time. Things break. That's why we have Lowe's and Home Depot. That's why they're mm -hmm. that's why they're in business, doing quite well, actually. Um, so, so for our audience, Tom not only is a veteran for for us uh, with our company. He's a veteran home inspector, and of course, you've heard his accolades. He's been in the in the industry um, for a for a very long time. Um, but he also is responsible for how our organization reports on items that go into our findings, how our findings are actually reported. Uh, so he's intimately familiar with the, the phrase words have meaning. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. He does all the cleanup and all the preparation uh, for any of our language that goes into our report writing. Um, so, Tom, starting with a few just a few problem building products, what are a couple of known problem products that you've come across in your tenure? Uh, th th there's a handful. Um, we have starting at the top, Atlas Chalet Shingles uh, is one that, and those are kind of phasing themselves out just because they're all worn out and, and been replaced. So um, we're not seeing as many of those as we used to a few years ago. Um, uh, Federal Pacific and Zinsco uh, electrical panels, um, we got uh, polybutylene plumbing. That's always a hot button around here. We still see quite a bit of that. And uh, hardboard siding uh, is another one that we still see quite a bit um, that pops up uh, quite often for us. Yeah. Um, so, and when we see these in a house, and I, I have a, actually a really good story. Don't let me forget about the geyser. But when we see these in a house, it's because they have not failed yet. Is that would that be accurate? If they're if they have not failed, they are definitely in the process of failing. You know, it's 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 uh, like we like to say it's it's it, it works fine until it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and without like without causing you too much stress in an answer, giving us play by play. Like, I mean, how do you know when you see these? Like, is it just you know it when you see it. It's uh, it's one of those things like remarkable, right? Be remarkable is one of our core values. You don't know really what it is, but you know it when you see it. Yeah, it is. You know, I've, I I was just counting up today. I'm I'm pushing three thousand inspections um, that that I've done so far in my career. So I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of electrical panels and seen a lot of roofs. And then when you when you see the ones that are wrong, they, they jump out at us, you know, at, at a certain point of experience. So it, a lot of it comes with experience yeah. and, and just knowing what to look for, um, you know, and looking for those red flags. Right. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know if you can answer this, but I'm curious if we had, so we have a lot of inspectors that listen to this podcast, right? Uh, most of them, well, I guess it'll be a, a wide range, folks that are new, folks that are that are veterans, folks somewhere in between. Um, but let's say we had a homeowner, maybe somebody new in the trades that was listening to this today. 
and they weren't quite sure what they were looking at. Do you know of a way? Is is there a way that they could go? They could go find an image, or maybe figure out if they were looking at poly polybutylene or a federal Pacific panel. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the internet is invaluable. You know, we got YouTube and Google, and and of course we got Facebook. Everything's on Facebook. So, uh, not that that's a great source by any means, but uh, you know, the, the, there's so much information out there. It's pretty easy to to do a quick Google search. Uh, on, a, on an electrical panel, but there again, we always, they always run the risk of, you know, every product, every industry, every every manufacturer has problems with some of their systems. So they got to be careful what they're reading, whether is it an issue or is it not? Is it an isolated issue? Is it something that's system-wide or, or just one of these minute pieces of their puzzle that, that had some problems that, that got a lot of notoriety for a short time. So, you know, when, when you run into the cases where the, the class action lawsuits happened, like for polybutylene and, and uh, hard, uh, uh, hardboard siding, um, you know, now, now we're getting into some more potential good information versus some disgruntled uh, keyboard warriors, so to speak. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, okay. So, so for you, we've got, we've got the, the fault or the federal Pacific panels, Insco panel, Atlas Shelly shingle, hardboard siding, polybutylene for you as an inspector, which one is the one where you, you're, you're moving along in your inspection, then you see it and it's like, oh. which one's the most dreaded, which one gives you the biggest, deepest sigh? Um, you know, it, it, know it's, it, it, it's interesting. Part of my brain, when, when we find something like this, you know, a, a, you know, a Zensco panel, for example, when we find it, home inspectors are weird because part of our brain is like, cool, I found something really cool. But then it quickly goes to, hmm, somebody's got to deal with this now and somebody's going to have to pay for it. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's a weird thought to thought process to go through when we find something bad. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> so which one's your most dreaded? Oh, but most dreaded. I, I forgot the question. Um, probably what I saw last, you know, it, it's, it, uh, the, the roof is the most expensive, um, by far. Um, so I don't know. It's it's hard to say. They're they're, they're all so bad that it, it could be it could be a deal killer, and that always you know you, you feel bad. You know you feel bad for the client because now that they got to start, you know, potentially they could be starting the process all over again, and the seller's got to start their process all over again. So um, yeah, maybe I I think for me, so for me, polybutylene was always the one that was most difficult. So when I would come across that, it's working fine, right? Like plumbing, it either it is either working or it's not. It's yeah. pretty obvious. So yeah, that was and, always and the most dreaded one for me. That, that's true. And the, and the polybutylene, you can't physically see it going bad. You can see the roof going bad. You can see the siding going bad. You know, these electrical panels are old. They look old. So you, you've got a little bit of a visual, but the plumbing. Turn the faucet on, the water comes out. Flush a toilet, it flushes. Yeah. Plumbing works fine. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, and that, so that was uh, the the polybutylene plumbing was always the one that I got the most pushback. Well, you know, it's tell me why it's wrong. It's it's totally fine. It's been in my house for forty years. Next door neighbor has copper. Been in his house for forty years. You don't write those up. So that was always a a struggle for me. Um, so for you, when you find these, what is the hardest part for you about finding the products? Is it, is it writing it up? Is it explaining what it is, why it's wrong, delivering the information, the follow-up questions? It, it's breaking the bad news because the homeowners are always, they're excited. You know, the, 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 the real estate transaction is a roller coaster of emotions. So when they, when they sure. find a home, they've negotiated it. They're excited about it. They're already moving in in their mind. While I'm doing my inspection, they're measuring to see if their couch and, and dressers fit in the rooms. Yeah. And we get together at the end of it and I tell them that there's potentially a, a $20,000 repair that could be coming up because they have polybutylene plumbing. And the next question is, yeah. well, what is that? So then we got to go right. get all technical and, and watch their eyes glaze over as we try to explain what poly, polybutylene plumbing is and why it's bad. And, and just like you say, it's, well, it's working now, isn't it? It's fine now, isn't it? Y today, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm of the, I, I'm, I come from a different perspective, I think. I, I, for me, it's not bad. It's good news. Hey, I got good news for you. You're finding out now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, that's true. so that's and that to me is the is the purpose of the home inspection. I think that's know, called good to know news. What's Sorry. that? I think that's called good to know news. Yeah. Um, but you know, which so out of all of these, um. Is there one that that comes to mind that you get, you know, speaking of follow up questions, right? Mm -hmm. We usually we make ourselves very available for our for our folks for follow up questions and in instances, instances such as these. There tend to be quite a bit. Is there one product in regard to the others that stands out more that they come back? Because this was common for me. The seller said it was fine because. The seller said it was fine because they had a plumber over there. The seller said it was fine because they had an electrician over there. Is is there any of these that stand out to you? Um, the one that makes me cringe a little bit is is if the uh, like getting into the electrical panels, some of these older electrical panels, because now it's potentially it's not just a water leak. Now we're potentially looking at a house fire uh, if if things go mm -hmm. you know, worst case scenario. So the, the one that, that that's always most concerning to me is if it's a old, you know, one of these, one of these uh, red flag electrical panels themselves. Is, but is there, is there one of these products that you find that people come back more and say that um, they're okay versus. Not really. Not, not that comes to my mind, not, not in my experience. I'll put it that way. Not in my experience. Okay. Yeah, it seems to me that the the panels were always ones that came back um, and had they had questions to me where the the listing agent or the buyer would come back and say, "Hey, we had an electrician over here to replace this panel," and they said that it was fine. I'm like, well, you know, I think our standard answer is where well, you're paying us for our opinion that's built on uh, decades of experience. What 150 years, I think, combined experience is what we have. Mm -hmm. um, 
and our opinion is different. And so, so it was, uh, seemed like that was a consistent, a consistent issue for us. Um, so for those folks that maybe aren't, uh, aren't in your position where they were, you know, you're seeing the, the true inside workings of a real estate transaction. Um, I'll ask you a fun question. Do when you come across one of these, these known problem products and you deliver that information, do the buyers and the sellers handle it the same? Yes and no. They, they, a lot of times they both see dollar signs, but they're on the opposite side of that dollar sign. You know, the, the, the buyer is salivating, Ooh, $20,000. Wow. I can get $20,000 off the sale price or they're, they're going to write me a check for $20,000, you know? And then the, the seller of course is thinking, Oh no, I'm going to shell out $20,000 for this. So, so they, they do look at it a little bit different there. Um, and you know, it, it, it's funny. Some buyers are, some buyers have a, a different set of expectations, I guess. They, they, they may realize that there are some issues, underlying issues, or, or an expectation that there's going to be some underlying issues. So some of them take it a lot better than others. And some of them, it's, 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 we're just, you know, crushing their dreams, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, you know, I find that wanes with the market, right? Because right yeah. now, I mean, you know, it's really tough. There just aren't, there are no houses on the market. So when they do find houses and do actually get under contract, I mean, that's a big deal. And then, then they find something that's wrong. The seller is to some degree really in the driver's seat. Um, do you agree with that? Um, yeah. Um, they, 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 when, uh, because it, it kind of comes back to round two of negotiations at that point sometimes. Um, where they're, yeah. where they're, uh, you know, they, they've got control. They can either start all over again or, or they, they, they've got control of, uh, moving on and, and renegotiating. So, yeah. And they got a line down the street of folks that want to buy their house. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this was really, so I, I have two really funny stories. Well, I say funny, they're funny to me. Um, <laughs> One of my, it was probably, I don't know, within my first 25 inspections, I, I booked this really large house. It was in Country Club of the South. Um, and I'm pulling in to do this inspection. You know, I'm winding through the streets, all these big houses. I was a little bit intimidated. And uh, as I'm getting closer and closer and closer, I see this house that's covered in scaffolding. And this was my first experience with synthetic stucco. And this house is covered in, in uh, scaffolding around the outside. Um, the, the, all the stucco had been peeled off. All the exterior house wrap was coming off. Um, I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm looking at all these houses in this neighborhood that have stucco. And I was just praying that the house I was about to go inspect didn't have stucco. And I just <laughs> couldn't remember anything about it. Um, thankfully, it did not. Uh, had hardboard siding on it, which <laughs> I was an expert at the time. Um, but that was one of those, one of those issues, right? Um, another one early on in my career, I pulled up to a house. This no kidding. I pulled into the driveway of a house that had just this geyser out in the front yard, uh, the house that I was inspecting and the main water line going into the house, the supply line had ruptured that morning after those people left to go to work after the homeowners left. And it was polybutylene. It was big blue. I don't know if you remember that run. Mm -hmm. um, 
those are two experiences that I've had with, uh, with these problem products. Wow. Um, what about, what about you? Any real life experiences with any of these? Um, on, on a home inspection, not to on a home inspection. Um, for some reason I have the reputation in, in, in our company of seeing the, uh, the twilight zone houses as, as some of them call it. I it just, some of the goofiest stuff. I think we all see it. I'm just the one that has the weird sense of humor that thinks it's hilarious and have to, has to show all my friends what I'm seeing. Um, yeah, you get the, you get the fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> I had an interesting one a, a few weeks ago. It was, uh, uh, almost witness to a house fire, uh, going back to the electrical panels. I, this was, a. Uh, I believe it was a Zensco panel, and I, I, this is a flip home. They had done some some pretty major renovations. Um, I had gone through most of the house. Uh, when I got to the electrical panel, I noticed there was a couple of breakers that were that had been tripped, um, and that that made sense why part of the uh, living room and dining room had no you know the, the the outlets didn't have any power. So that made sense at that point. And when we see Zinsco, so for some uh, some inspectors newer in the business, what do you what do you do when you come across breakers in a panel that have been turned to the off position or they've already been tripped? If they're off or been tripped, we don't know why they're tripped or or who tripped them or who turned them off. Usually, if they're in the off position, it's it's for a good reason. There's there's something down downstream uh, that is unsafe, so the breaker is just turned off. So we never energize, we never turn those breakers back on. Um, if something's been tripped, well, obviously something has shorted or, or something to cause those breakers to trip. And especially it being a Zensco panel, you know, our policy, you know, I know, I know some states are required to take the cover off of any panel. Um, but when we see a Zensco panel, we document it, we take a picture and leave it alone. We don't take those covers off. But what about if the breakers, if, if you if you come to any panel, and oh, the yeah, breakers yeah. are off or they've been tripped, what do you do? Uh, uh, we document it. Um, we take a picture of the breakers in the position, in, uh, in the off position or in the tripped position and, and document that these breakers are, have been tripped or, or off and to advise further valuation, you know, get, get, uh, first of all, start with information from the seller. Why are these off? Do you know these are off? Sometimes they may not even realize they've been tripped. Um, and then if they can't provide, if they don't know why or can't provide any information, then we recommend an electrician uh, that's uh, more equipped than we are to take those covers off and take a look and figure out what went okay. wrong and, and what to fix. Um, all right. So back to your story. Any real life experiences? You said you had gotten to the panel and some breakers were off. Right. So, so you know, again, according to our policy, I took the pictures, documented that... Uh, that the breakers were tripped um, and, and went about with my inspection. And uh, about an hour later, the agent shows up and uh, just kind of bringing him up to speed. You know, the, you know, we've, uh, you know, older AC systems, the roof is new. Um, electrical panel is a, is a Zinsco panel. And of course that always begs the question, well, what's a Zinsco panel? So we explain the Zinsco, what's, what's wrong with it, what the defects are um, and why we don't inspect them as we normally would a, a square D panel or a modern, uh, you know, modern panel. And uh, so, you know, I, I think we've got some other outlets that are, that are dead. They're inoperative. So I, I'm assuming they're connected to the same circuits, but I can't tell because, you know, we're, we're not going to turn those on. I just, I, it really, this one really bothered me for some reason. I don't know why, but it really, really bothered me. This, these sure, breakers, yeah, 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 yeah. These breakers were tripped. Yep. yep. And, uh, 
So he says, okay. So I'm like, well, let me finish up. I got two bedrooms and a bathroom upstairs. Let me finish up. I'll be right back. So I'm about halfway up the stairs and I hear him tell me, he said, I think I'm going to turn those breakers on. And it took me a second to realize what he was saying. And by the time it, it registered in my mind and I could formulate a response, you know, to, to tell him not to, um, he'd already tripped him. And we hear this loud bang, you know, electrical surge bang and scared me because I thought he had gotten shocked. So I'm running down the stairs, you know, are you okay? Are you okay? And uh, he, he comes out of the, the, the laundry room where it was. And he says, yeah, but we've got a fire. And he's pointing behind me. So I'm turning around looking at the outlets. I'm expecting sparks coming out of the outlets or something crazy, you know. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, do I have a fire extinguisher in the car? No, we don't have fire extinguisher. Why don't we have a fire extinguisher in the car? We should really have fire extinguishers in the car. Do I have a bucket of water? Can we, can we get some water? Can I throw some water? Yeah. In? Well, that's not a good idea. Throw water on electrical fire. So all this is processing through my mind all, all at once. And I'm still looking around for the fire. I don't see anything. I'm like, should we call the fire department? I've got to call the office and tell them we just started a house fire. You know, so all of this stuff is, is going on all at once in my yeah. room. And I'm looking around and she says, no, look up. And and we look up and the, the, uh, the not the cage, but the, 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 the surround around the ceiling fan, we can see inside there, we can see a small flame inside the, the ceiling fan itself. And by this time he's already on the, or he, he had ran back to the electrical panel and just, shut everything off, just, you know, turned all the breakers off. He could. And uh, he's on the phone with 911 and, and they say, you know, we got a house fire here or we got a fire here. He's like, well, wait a minute. No, I think it's going out. No. Yep. You know, and we watched the flame slowly extinguish itself in, inside the, inside the, you know, the fan surround. And so, the, you know, they're asking, oh are you gosh. sure we need it? Are you sure we don't need to come out? Says, no, it's gone out. We're good. You know, so, <laughs> so we, he convinces the fire truck again. This is nine one one. We don't need a fire truck, so <laughs> we stand there and look at each other for a second, kind of try to collect our thoughts. And and he says, "Well, I don't think you need to do the rest of the inspection. I think we're going to call some right now." <laughs> but that, that wow. I got intense for a few seconds. Yeah, I'd say um, interesting to say the least. That's for sure. All right, man. Um, well, I've taken more time from you than I agreed to initially. You've been very patient. Thank you. It's been great information.